Listener Production. Happy Friday, sports fans. The weekend has arrived, so here's the end-of-week edition of The Scorecard, your fast, fun daily hit of sport with me, Liam Flanagan. One nil down in the T20 series against New Zealand, yesterday's second match was meant to be where Australia levelled the best-of-five series and then went on to win the series 4-1. But in attempting to chase down New Zealand's first innings total of 219, the Aussie top order failed again. Aaron Finch, gone for 12. Goes high. Has it gone long enough? No. Struggles continue for the captain. Glenn Maxwell, gone for three reverse sweeping. In fact, if it wasn't for a 92-run partnership between the Bash brothers, Marcus Stoinis. I know Flipper is. That's pummeled away by Stoinis. The Hulk is back. And Daniel Sams. And again, he launches into that one. Belligerent stuff from Sams. New Zealand's four-run victory would have been a lot more comfortable. With Game 3 of the series not taking place till next Wednesday, selectors will have plenty of time to weigh up whether any big names face the chop. But Mr Cricket Michael Hussey believes despite his beyond lean run of form, the Australian captain Finch will be safe. We know he's a quality player and at his best he's, he's one of, if not the most damaging T20 batsman in the world. So, yeah, you know, his form is a bit of a worry. He has been through these sort of uh, run of outs in the past and generally comes through them and, and scores some big runs. So I'm still expecting him to bounce back. I think these conditions in uh, New Zealand suit him, actually. If he can just get through the new ball, you know, the first few overs when it, uh, while the ball's swinging, then I think he can be quite dangerous. Yeah, because the only real danger he's presenting at the moment is to the team manager who has to try and book him an early flight home. The golfing world is still reeling. Less than 48 hours on from Tiger Woods' car crash, the left the 15-time major winner trapped in his vehicle after it rolled off a Los Angeles highway. And while he has undergone surgery for his injuries and is recovering in hospital, the question of his future as a competitive golfer is very much still unanswered. Speaking to the Marty Sheargold Show on Triple M, orthopedic surgeon Dr Andrew Oppie shed some professional light on Tiger's injuries. Tiger sustained a pretty bad injury to his leg, although obviously due to medical confidentiality, given limited information, I've actually spoken to the surgical team, I teach with uh, one of the lead professors in the hospital there at UCLA Harbour. Righto, a little bit less name dropping please, Dr Andrew, a little bit more medical expertise. He's got this fracture to his uh, tibia and fibula. So what makes it really an, a bad injury is it's what's called an open fracture. So at the time of his injury, the bones have actually burst through the skin uh, and exposed to the outside environment. So that's the first sort of thing that makes any fracture bad that's an open fracture because it leads to the risk of infection and problems uh, in the future. Is that what uh, we know as a compound fracture? Correct. So open fracture, compound fracture, exactly right. Um, and then he also, uh, and due to the severe nature of the injury and the high energy that goes through, went through his leg, also sustained um, a complication called compartment syndrome, mm. which is when you get swelling internally and the leg swells so much that it starts to squash the muscles and the nerves and the vessels in the leg and cause it potentially to die off. It sounds horrific. And anyone would understand if Tiger never walked a par three, let alone a full 18 ever again. But just how long could Tiger's road to recovery be? It's a long recovery road and, and the outcome, yes, they can make full recoveries, but gee, it's going to take a long time. You're looking at a minimum of sort of two years and wow. then then you have to then work out, well, what is that recovery going to be in terms of a full recovery getting back to an elite sports level is very difficult. Our best wishes to Tiger on his road back.
It was the crowning moment of Leighton Hewitt's career as he triumphed over David now Bandian in the final of the 2002 Wimbledon tournament. And yesterday, another milestone for the Come On King. Come on! Come on! Yesterday, it was announced that Hewitt will be inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame in July this year. The inductees require 70% or higher of yes votes from the voters made up of existing members, tennis journalists and historians of the game. That mark was never going to be a problem for Hewitt to achieve. The youngest player ever to be ranked world number one at the tender age of just 20, who won the US Open and Wimbledon and led Australia to two Davis Cup triumphs. A couple of weeks ago when I got a call from Stan Smith, who was obviously one of the absolute greats of uh, American tennis, and, and he told me that I was going to be inducted into the 2021 uh, class in the Hall of Fame in Newport there in Rhode Island. It was something very special. Whether Hewitt is able to attend the awards ceremony in the US later this year is unknown, but if he can, I think it presents an opportunity for Leighton to deliver an iconic acceptance speech. Simply, walk on stage, clear your throat, and give us one spine-tingling... Come on! ...then walk away. The winner is Cindy. That announcement back in 1993 by then IOC President Juan Antonio Samaranch sent the crowd into raptures. The Olympics were coming to Australia, and it was going to be awesome. And seven years later, Juan himself confirmed that those Olympics were, in fact... The best Olympic Games ever! So this morning, as current IOC President Thomas Bach sat down to announce the city that would be given preferred bid status for the 2032 Olympics, Brisbane was naturally on the edge of its seat. Today uh, we received uh, a report uh, by the future host commission for the Games of uh, the Olympiad. This uh, commission recommended uh, to uh, the executive board to enter into a targeted uh, dialogue uh, with uh, Brisbane 2032 and the Australian Olympic uh, Committee for the Games of uh, the 35th uh, Olympiad. The executive board has uh, unanimously approved uh, this uh, recommendation. Yeah, Tommy Bark showing he has zero sense of occasion as he announced with little to no fanfare that Brisbane is in the box seat to host the 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games. So now the Queensland Government's 2032 task force has the fairly difficult task of fine-tuning plans and budgets for an event that's over a decade away. I say fairly difficult because if Back to the Future has taught us anything, it's that no one can predict the future. He's on a hoverboard! I mean, we were meant to have hoverboards like six years ago. The state of Tasmania continues to wage its high-profile war on the AFL for the right to a team of its very own. But yesterday, they were dealt a body blow from an unlikely source. Not in my time. It's completely unrealistic. Gold Coast Suns chairman Tony Cochran speaking to Dwayne's World on SEN Radio yesterday, ruling out the idea of the AFL adding two new teams anytime soon. But, Tony, Tasmania only wants one team. So, what about just letting them have that? I can't imagine that the Commission, in their wildest dreams, would expand the competition. And, of course, it's impossible to add one team because one team doesn't do anything for your media rights because I've been in media all my life and uh, I don't know a media company alive that wants to uh, purchase a buy. A buy round's worthless to a media organisation. So, I think the uh, emphasis must be Um, And I'm sorry for those people in Tasmania, I understand you're going to get upset, but I think the emphasis must be in the next 10 to 15 years to consolidate the 18 teams that are already out there. Hey Tony, I've just received a message from the people of Tasmania and wow, you are right, they are upset. 
you, Tony! Yeah, don't expect the Suns to get much love from the home crowd when they travel to Hobart to play the Kangaroos in round 15. That is your fast, fun hit of sport for Friday the 26th of February. And before you switch into weekend mode, go and download the Listener app. That's Listener without the E's. L-I-S-T-N-R. Grab it. It's the best way to incorporate the scorecard with all the other podcasts and radio shows you love. Plus, it's got music. I'm Liam Flanagan. This was The Scorecard. Enjoy your weekend. See you on Monday. Listener.